Winning Cures Everything. Now for your hosts, Gary and Chris. Welcome in. Winning Cures Everything, number 264 of the NFL podcast. We're going to jump into a lot of things today. I'm Gary. And I'm Chris. Uh, we are going to talk about the NFL recap from the wild card weekend. We are going to give you our playoff previews, uh, our picks, predictions, all the wonderful things. And we are going to talk about NFL coaching changes, the new hires, uh, all that wonderful stuff. I'm sure we'll talk about it even more next week and the week after, et cetera, et cetera, because there is a lot of moving parts here. Uh, the show is brought to you by Tunica of Mississippi, the South's premier sports gambling destination. Find more information on their uh, sports books over at tunicatravel.com. You can find us at winningcureseverything.com. You can find everything about us on our YouTube, uh, youtube.com slash winningcureseverything. Uh, you can find us on uh, social media, facebook.com slash winningcureseverything. You can find us on Twitter at winningcures. You can get me on Twitter at GaryWCE. You can get me at Chris B. Giannini. Now, let's quit wasting your time. Let's jump into it. All right, NFL Wild Card Weekend Recap. I know we're late. We're sorry. Brought to you by Tunica, Mississippi, South's premier sports gambling destination. They've got six incredible sports books. You can go check out all of them over at tunicatravel.com. Let's jump in. We're going to go relatively quickly through this. Uh, Indianapolis 21, Houston 7. Thorough stomping. Uh, it was 21 to nothing at the half. Correct. The Colts did not score again. Uh, Texas defense, pretty legit. But I think that the Colts realized they didn't have to put up more points. I think they were just running the ball, killing clock, and uh, just trying not make don't make mistakes. No, you're right about that. Don't be yourself. No, and and they, I mean, they looked good. They, two games in the row, the Colts went into Houston and kind of beat them up. Andrew Luck, 19 out of 32, 222 yards, two, two touchdowns. Teams. Marlon Mack was the star of the ball game. 24 rushes for 148 yards. Um, Deshaun Watson. Like, didn't look great. He, his numbers weren't terrible, right? 29 out of 49, 235 yards, one touchdown, one pick. But if if you're throwing the ball 49 times and you're the Texans, that is a problem. Yes. Just period. That's that's an issue. Man, um, they kind of took Hopkins out of the game, too. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know who the Kiki Kuti is from Texas Tech. Uh. But he looked good. Eleven receptions, 110 yards, one touchdown. Looked good. Hopkins. Uh, Hopkins got hurt at the end of the first half. Didn't really look the same after that. Um, you know, I mean, he was he was still fine. He was targeted ten times. He caught five passes for 37 yards. Whatever. <sighs> That's rough. Just not good. Uh, we both called this. The Colts look great right now. Uh, they are 10 and one in their last 11 now. Uh, and it's going to set up an interesting game in Kansas City, and we'll we'll get to that in the previews. Uh, let's move on to Saturday night, Seattle and Dallas. This is a fun game. This was this was a fun game at the end. This it was, was kind of boring throughout the middle. Uh, but that's what these two teams do. That's right. They play good defense. Dallas twenty four, Seattle twenty two. Uh, Janikowski, golly, gets hurt on the last play of the first half. Pulls a hammy, yeah, which is crazy, right? I, I thought he kicked the turf. Did he kick the turf? Look, I don't know. I I couldn't like I, I, I just was, I just thought he was drunk. <laughs> I mean that's, that's still likely. I mean it was a strong possibility. Strong possibility, but uh, yeah, Seattle. If if he hits that field goal, then they win this game. Oh well, yeah. It, when it's it, a completely different game, it's a different game because they wouldn't go for two. Yeah, yeah, no, it, the game totally changes. Uh, Seattle gets that last two point conversion and. 
crushes Woo. Dallas betters. The old backdoor cover. I believe that. Listen. Believe that. If you can't get in the front door, just get in the back. I, I gave out Dallas. Get it in. I gave out Dallas minus two and a half last week, and I didn't bet it until it was at two. Oh, you sneaky bastard. So you, I you so I ended up pushing. You pulled one over on the fans. Well, because normally I bet the games before we actually come in and record, yeah, right? Yeah, we, we, we're giving you numbers that we don't like, that we don't see. We're giving you numbers that we have. That we actually get. That we, um, and we tell you if we if it moves this way, then get it better. If it's moving the other way, get it quick. I mean. Yeah, like we or, or buy it down or whatever. But, uh, but yeah, I just I missed I the two and a half. I buy it down. Um, that's, that's crazy talk. I'm just saying, <laughs> some people do. Uh, sometimes those hooks are important, man. And in this case, it was really important. The vig. You Brother, believe math, that? Math tells you it's a sucker's bet. I, I mean, you, you would think so in most cases. In this case, in this case, it, it paid off. Uh, Dallas looked good. I didn't. Um, I didn't need to buy it. Look, Brian Schottenheimer. Uh, if I was Pete Carroll, I would have fired him immediately. Like, but part of this is on Carroll too. This is this is the way Carroll does things. Here's the problem, though, and this is what I saw before the season started. I did not think much of the Seattle team at all because I don't believe in Brian Schottenhammer at all to run a, a, an offense capable of getting the most out of Russell Wilson. And well, that that's what's nuts to me, right? Like, it, so Robert Mays from the Ringer had the best tweet. Best quote I've heard in a long time after this game was over with. He said, look, if you're going to run this offense, just trade Russell Wilson and go get you a cheaper quarterback. You, you don't need to spend $30 million on a quarterback to run this offense. No, you're right. You're, you're, you're grossly inefficient, economically speaking, if, if you're going to spend $30 million on a quarterback and have him run this kind of offense. It, Warren Sharp had the had the best okay. tweet. Uh, Seahawks fans, we're going to have to have a long talk about Brian Schottenheimer. Seattle doesn't have Blake Bortles or Case Keenum at quarterback. No. This is Russell Wilson. 16 Wilson passes at 8.3 yards per average versus 21 non-Wilson runs at 2.8 yards per carry. One of the worst called games with a good quarterback that I can ever remember. And then he goes on. Uh it is now 2019, Pete and Brian. It is not okay to lose a playoff game because the other team stopped your running game when you have Russell Wilson's quarterback. You must adapt in-game. You did nothing. It is insulting to your players and your fans. You lost this game because of your play calling. You should have known entering this game, Dallas was number five against the run and number yes. 16 against the pass. You should have known that Dallas's pass defense ranked number 31 in success rate the last month of the season. Even if you did no prep to understand Dallas, how do you not adjust in-game? Russell Wilson averaged 8.6 yards per attempt and recorded a 106 rating. The Seahawks running backs averaged 2.8 yards per carry on 21 runs. In the first half on first down runs, or on first downs, your runs averaged 2.0 yards per carry, passes averaged 14.5 yards per attempt, and yet you kept running on first down in the second half like it was even. In the first half, Wilson was 7 of 11 with 8.8 yards per attempt, your running back run game gained 19 yards on nine carries. That's 2.1 yards per carry. Your longest run was five yards, and yet you came out of the locker room on the first drive and went first and ten, one-yard running back run. Second and nine, three-yard running back run. Third and six, predictable pass, punt. Trailing on every offensive play on the second half and knowing the run game was burnt, you went full DGAF. First down play calls on your first four drives of the second half, six running back runs at 3.9 yards per carry, 14% success rate, 
One pass, nine yards, 100% success rate. How do you do this to your team? Well, if it makes you feel better, Pete Carroll has a nice, juicy extension this year that's paying him $11 million a year. I mean, it just it, – if, if you're a Seattle fan, I'm sorry. And I'm not saying Pete's not worth it, but, but some of this is on Pete because Pete's the one that hired Brian. Pete's the one that has to okay all this stuff. I don't know how you hire Brian Schottenheimer. Like, I understand that we his, had that his conversation daddy is, before the season started. Because like, of what he did at Georgia under Mark no, Richt, man, I just no, oh, I, I, I don't, I don't either. And and that's why I didn't like them before the season. I fell in love with them by the way they were just blowing people up. And well, Dallas, because the running game was Dallas playing Fultz, well, and no joke. But but you got to be able to to adapt. And and if you can't adapt. I mean that's a that's a major league flaw. Like I said, it, it, here's the other thing that 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 stands out to me too. And let me let me talk up Dallas for a minute. I like making fun of Jason Garrett. I I don't think Jason Garrett's a good coach. Um, but uh, but this team, a couple of years ago, I real and I might have said this on one of our old podcasts. I really think I knew eleven people that were more athletic than people that were on the Cowboys. Yep. They had no athletic ability whatsoever. And they have changed the way they've drafted over the last several years. And they just Jaylen were like, we're, and, we're, just, we're just going to get dudes that can jump high and run fast and have lateral speed like nobody's business. And, well, and, and now and not only that, got, but, but they are smart enough to know how to play gap defense. They are incredibly disciplined. Well, you can't do that if you don't have talent. You don't have – Agreed. And it's not, it's not even just about talent. At some point in time, you can't just have – like the old smart veteran that knows how to play the game, you got to have some studs that have some sparks numbers that now can, you, that can right. run, that can jump, that have lateral speed, and 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 it's just they they look different. Now you're you're right about that. Uh, Chargers twenty three to seventeen at Baltimore. Uh, I think we we both had the Chargers. Um, this was a weird. Weird game. Yeah, strange. Uh, it was twenty three to three. One offensive touchdown. Uh, at at the half, it was what twelve to nothing. Yes. Yeah, twelve to nothing. Uh, but the Chargers did what they what what you have to do in this situation, which is take what they give you. Do not go crazy trying for fourth downs and all that. Like kick the field goals. Do whatever you can to get Baltimore behind the eight ball because that offense cannot play from behind. Yeah, they can't come back. And Lamar Jackson showed he he cannot throw the ball yet. Uh, not towards the end of the game when he's just flinging it up there, and and the Chargers for whatever reason are in basically prevent, which is why anybody plays prevent. I have I just don't understand. I can't get it through my head. Um, but they come out with a win. Philip Rivers does what he has to do. They, for all intents and purposes, dominated this game. Like it, it was, it, it was close to the score. In the game that you only score one touchdown, they, yeah, dominate. they dominated the game. Yeah, I mean, they. they I'm, I'm gonna tell you this. As a Pats fan, I am, I am absolutely nervous about this game coming up. But I will also tell you, you score one touchdown, you're gonna get your ass whipped. You're not going to New England scoring one touchdown and winning. I think Baltimore's defense is better than New England's. Maybe so. I mean, Baltimore to me. Top three defense in the league. Oh yeah, I, and all I don't even numbers, know what the numbers say. No, all the numbers say they're 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 one, two, or three in every statistical category. I mean, they're so no, that's a that's a factual statement. And the Patriots are probably around twenty one, twenty two, and that's fine. I'm just saying, at some point in time, 
I think the Chargers the will score the more than one different. touchdown against the Pats. Okay. Uh, and, and they did not against Baltimore, but they didn't have to. That's right. They didn't have to. Didn't have to. Uh, last game, Philly and Chicago. Nick Foles, magic, strikes again. Cody Parkey misses the field goal. Uh, I'm I'm going to go out and say that it was blocked. I don't care about blocked or not. I'm gonna. I had this opinion the second the game ended. I'm not trying to be contrarian here. All these people bashing on Cody Parkey. What are we gonna ever get on Mitch Trubisky about anything, or did he just get a pass for sucking? Okay, because Cody Parkey scored more points. He only gets three a time or one at a time every time he gets an opportunity to do something, and Mitchell gets six. Every time he gets a chance to do something. And he scored more than anybody else on the team. So just get off the man's back and score some touchdowns. You want to win these games, put the ball in the end zone. Stop yeah. relying on kickers. Yeah. Co- Cody Parkey was three out of four. Uh, his long was 36. Um, I mean, look, Trubisky, 303 yards passing. Couldn't get the ball in the end zone. But couldn't get the ball in the end zone. So died in the red zone. Some of that wasn't on him. I mean, the, the play calling got away from him. They couldn't run the ball down there. They knew they couldn't. Um, it, it was just a. It was kind of a weird offensive game. Mac surprisingly didn't have that great of a game. Um, but you know who did have a great game? You know who, who had a who had a real good game? My boy Roquan. Oh yeah, yeah. Smith Ro- was Roquan. Was Roquan had a game, and I was I was watching it thinking. He's he's starting he's starting to come on his own, and I wasn't done watching this Bears defense play football. No, I, I still I don't understand why the Bears were favored by six and a half here. It, 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 way too big, way too big. Like I, I just don't understand. I, I just thought all of them should have been. If you're going to make them all two and a half when they all open, well, and up the, two but and this half, one just, opened at six. And I know that moved just up. just make like, them all two and a half. And, and you go and actually look at the numbers, and and it was tickets on on the Bears. I don't know. Everybody was betting them. I don't like, get it. I guess people just didn't watch Philly I, I, since Foles took over. I love Chicago. Well, no, people still think Foles is the backup. I just don't understand it. Like, it makes no sense to me. I'm, so you know how I follow Mike Leach just to the abyss, willingly. I would go to the gates of hell with that guy. I'm I'm following Foles there, but I'm just doing it blindfolded, just bird boxing it, man, just Cover the blindfold and just let me follow your voice. I don't know how we're getting there. Bird boxing it. I don't know how it's working out. I can't explain any of it. But but the boy just wins. I'm along for the ride. The boy just wins. I mean, I just, it's, it's I just right now. I just need him to start covering. It's it is other world stuff. I don't get it. Uh, so that is our NFL wild card recap. As always, go to tunicatravel.com. Go check us out over at winningcureseverything.com. That is the NFL recap. All right, NFL divisional round playoff previews. Let's uh, let's go ahead and jump into this. Game number one, the Colts at the Chiefs. Chiefs are a five-and-a-half-point favorite. It's Saturday, January 12th, 3.35 p.m. on NBC. The over-under, 57-and-a-half. It's a pretty big number. Pretty big number. Um, I'll go on and tell you my pick here. Okay. I'm still rolling with the Colts. Uh, five and a half seems crazy to me. The Colts have got the better defense. The Colts' offense is, I think, going to have a field day against this Chiefs defense. We all know the Chiefs' playoff record at home. I don't think that that necessarily plays into this. I think there is a lot of pressure on them to win. I think the Colts are playing with house money right now. They won oh, 10 totally out of the last. Like, like it, it, this, is, this is the hottest team to start the year. 
against the hottest team to end the year. Correct. And the Chiefs didn't play real well at the end of the season. No. They they lost the games against the toughest competition all season. And I think the same thing happens here. I I'm not gonna take the Colts on the money line. I don't well I'm probably gonna take the Colts on the money line, but I, I my bet is the Colts plus five and a half. What what say you? I don't feel nearly as good about any of these games I did last I, week. I think Marlon Mack goes bananas, and I think T.Y. Hilton has 100-plus yards. So if you're looking for prop bets as well, look The for thing is, is this Colts defense has looked really good, but they've looked really good against the Texans twice. And the Texans' offense is not this Chiefs' offense. Yeah, and, and the Cowboys, and and I understand yeah. that. But I, I, I'm going to roll I'm gonna roll with the Chiefs. I'm going to roll with the Chiefs and at home – I think this is the year they're doing something special. And um, I think last – same thing I've always felt with the Chiefs games. Last team to get the ball. They get the ball last, they can win by a touchdown. I mean, I, th- I think they score fast enough, and, and they've had an extra week to prepare and get ready. Uh, I think I think I'm going with the Chiefs. Now, we don't always bet our over-unders, um, but, like, what's the feeling? No, I, don't, I hate I – hate college uh, NFL over I don't really like it over unders rarely do I like them at all um I, I would say over if I'm if I'm given a pick for I'd, this thing I would say over. It, well if I'm the not Chiefs are gonna win any it, it would have to be over yes um I, I trust Andrew Luck a lot more in this spot than I do Pat Mahomes um I think Mahomes turns it over a couple of times the the offensive and defensive line correct for the Colts has been otherworldly so there's a couple of rules that I have to play off gambling um, that have served me pretty well over the years. One of them is usually bet dogs. These games are field goal games. Um, well, it, it, that's the biggest thing is 14 of yeah. the last 15 playoff games. They're all yeah, they're all close. The games. dogs have have no, covered every one of them. That's right. No, the, the, yeah, no, it's a crazy number. But the one thing that I'm that I'm one of the rules is also. Avoid the hot team. Avoid the team that – not the hot team, sorry. Avoid the team that just blew somebody out the week before. Yeah. Because you just work under the assumption that, oh, the last thing you saw was them blowing a team out. So you now think, well, they're going to blow this team out too. And we only have one blowout. And and I think I'm just going to go – that's the only thing making this pick is I just saw them blow out the Texans. I, I think – I think I'm going to avoid them. I think I, I'm going to go the other way. I can understand that. I can understand that. All right, so let's move into what, Saturday night? Yes, sir. Cowboys at the Rams. Dallas going to L.A. Rams are a seven-point favorite. It's Saturday, January 12th, 7.15 p.m. on Fox. Over-under is 49-and-a-half. Um Dallas impressed me last week. Their defense is is pretty good. Uh, I think that the Rams have to have their running game going well to open up their passing game. Uh, Goff has not looked great without his 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 safety net okay. without Cooper Cup. Uh, I don't know that the Cowboys are going to win the game. I like them to cover the seven though. Uh, that defense just looks lights out to me i don't like i don't expect dak to play great away from home but i don't think he has to i think this defense can keep this game close uh i think it's you know this could be a field goal game it could end up being a uh 
27-24 game. It could end up being a, you know, 30-24 to 24 game, you know, something like that, like it, where it's pretty close. Um, and so I'm, I'm rolling with the Cowboys plus the seven. I, I think the Cowboys, like with Amari Cooper, with Dak playing like he is, uh, with that defense to lean on, that is, that's where it's at. And, I, I again, I don't know that they win, but – I will take the Cowboys plus seven all day, every day. And I, I think their chances of winning the game are actually pretty good. So but remember, Sean McVay has not won a playoff game yet. Well, that's true. You know, and Jared Goff in big-time situations, um, at last year especially. I mean, my goodness, that offense disappeared against the Falcons. Correct. We're going to go against each other again on this one. Um, I've made pretty good living betting off against the Cowboys. I'm going to roll them again. He, here's but the, the, and this is my logic for it and this is my pretty good living it. this year? Yeah, I've done well. Okay. I've done well. I haven't bet against them every week. No, you're right about When that. I do bet, I bet against them. Um <laughs> Yeah, I don't think you've bet on Dallas for a single game this year. No, no, no. no I wouldn't do that. <laughs> I wouldn't do something like that. Um I think A, I'm going to continue to go with the better coach. Okay. Also, I think I think Wade Phillips is going to have some 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 feelings about stopping this Cowboys offense. I I was kind of annoyed that Seattle couldn't seem to stop Zeke. Just just play them man to man and put everybody in the box and stop Zeke. The the Cowboys aren't beating you deep. Okay, they're not coming over the top of anybody. All right, Dak's making some really good throws. Cooper's getting open. The other receivers are doing well. Like, everybody's playing fine, but Zeke opens all of that up. If you shut Zeke down, you shut all the rest of that down. Yeah. So, But I wonder how much is the same for the Rams if they can't get Gurley going. But I, don't, I think the Rams will get Gurley going. He's had an extra week of rest. Um, Sean McVay's had two weeks to design an offense, no matter who he plays. To That guy, I think, is the smartest guy in football. Now, you know that. Now, sometimes I overplay my hand in what I think about coaches. I think the coaching discrepancy between Sean McVay and Jason Garrett is immeasurable. I don't know that there's something quantitative you can use to measure those two things. And other than that, I don't know that there's a big difference between Dak and, and Jared Goff. I don't know that. All right, all the Dak lovers are going to say I'm crazy and he's way better than him. Like, I don't know that he's way better than him. There's some that will probably say they don't know that he's better than him. I don't know that Zeke is better than Gurley. And if Gurley's healthy, then I think we're fine there. So I, I'm gonna take I'm gonna roll my chances with with the smartest guy in football. Okay. And with two weeks to prepare for uh, you know, a team coming in to, to play him. I I would think I I'm probably gonna go under the forty nine and a half. I would go under if I had to pick it. Um obviously we don't bet the over unders uh if I bet it, I'm going to tell you I'm betting it. I'm yeah. not betting that one. Not, I'm not betting, betting the Rams. I'm betting on Sean McVay. Um, and, I I mean, it's it's tough to go against you because, I mean, you, you went 4-0 last week. So. Yeah, but, I mean, that could be I'm 0-4 this week. That's, it's entirely possible. It's entirely possible. I doubt it. But we'll see. Uh, we'll see. So far, you are, uh, you, you've are you picked chalk so far. I know. And you hate chalk. I know. I but, hate it. I hate it. But we'll, we'll see what happens with that. Let's uh, – so I guess we'll move on to Sunday. Let's do Sunday. Chargers at the Patriots. Sunday, January 13th, 12.05 p.m. Central Time on CBS. Patriots are a four-point favorite. 
You know what that line opened at? I thought it opened at four. I think it opened at four. Yeah. Yeah. I was I was in Hollywood Casino when this when they dropped the line. Yeah, when they dropped the line. Yeah, so it, it, and, it and stayed thought, at four. And I thought I saw it at four. Hmm. It might have been four and a half, but I don't remember that. Uh the Chargers last week, one offensive touchdown. Uh I think the Ravens defense is stronger than the Patriots defense. Okay. Um the Pats defense, of course, you know, it, it they are very much a bend but don't break defense. Do you though. think the Chargers flew back to LA and then back over to don't, don't know the answer to that. I mean that that but, would seem kind of dumb, right? But I'm going to tell you that I don't, look now. I mean, you this look is at a West Coast of, team coming East Coast again. If you look at the for for an early game, yeah. Um, if you look at the Pats defense this year, now I haven't looked at like any statistical numbers. I know they're not great, but I bet scoring defense wise, they're pretty good. I'm sure they are. Because they bend. They give up tons of yardage. Tons. They don't give up a lot of points, though. I mean, they have a lot of teams scoring 30 on them. No, not a ton. I mean, the Titans. But, which I think that, that a game, couple prob- of teams, that a couple game of teams probably got them. Matt LaFleur let the, me, uh, the Packers job. Let me, let me tell you who scored on them. Teams that can that run the football in a run quarterback way. I mean, they gave up 40 to the Chiefs. That's... That's different. different. And they also won that game, <laughs> by the way. Yeah, no, they did. They did. So, uh, I think Chargers have a better defense than the Chiefs. Um, but not nearly as good an offense. No. No, I, I, I don't think. And the Patriots' so. offense is way better than the Ravens' What uh? Offense. All right, so what is what is the most points the Patriots have given up? I'm, I'm actually going to look this I'm up. I'm going to say that, that 40, the 40 to the Chiefs. Yeah, probably. Um, I can't find New England here. Um, all right, so yeah, I mean they they yeah. walloped the uh, the Jets at the end of the season. They got a week off to uh, to rest their boys. Um, they, they should be healthy. They should be good. Uh, they gave up twenty to Houston, thirty one to Jacksonville, twenty six to Detroit, uh, seven to Miami, twenty four to Indianapolis, forty to Kansas City, thirty one to the Bears, six to Buffalo, seventeen to Green Bay, thirty four to Tennessee. Uh, 13 to the Jets, 10 to the Vikings, 34 to the Dolphins, 17 to the Steelers, 12 to the Bu- or to the Bills, and 3 to the Jets. Um, Very look, much a bend but don't break. This is another one of those where I'm like, okay, this is, this is a field goal game. This is 100% a field goal game, and I'm getting it at 4. Like, that's a magic number to me. I'm going Chargers plus 4. Uh, I think the Chargers have a legit chance to win the game. I think their defense is playing really well, and and the Chargers are undefeated away from LA this year. Well, that's amazing because the Patriots are undefeated at home. Yeah, so I think this is this is going to be. And the Patriots have covered every game at home except the Kansas City game because it was three and a half. They won by field goal. I would assume you're taking the Patriots. Taking the Pats, baby. <laughs> taking the Pats. Less than a touchdown. Yeah, less than a touchdown. I, I will. So, so in all honesty, and not just fandom, I am betting the bats. I have bet the bats. I'm going to continue to always do the do that. Um, there is a chance that we could see some some Philip River legacy stuff in this playoffs, and and him go for a run. I believe it. It wouldn't shock me. It wouldn't scare me. It wouldn't surprise me. Uh, and uh, and I I just think. If he beat, if they beat the Patriots this week, I think I think they are the AFC's representative in the Super Bowl. I okay, I could see that. 
Well, I mean, because you only got one more game after this. Yeah, one more game. It's either against the Chiefs, the Chiefs or the Colts. Or the Colts. And you get the Colts at home, which I know you haven't really had a home field advantage all year, but I, I think I think A, the Colts don't have the fan base that they're not gonna fill up your stadium and travel to LA. Oh, I don't know. I mean the Colts, like that's a pretty big fan base. Mm. Colts pretty big fan base, man. And I also think you're playing for an AFC title game. I, I think the San Diego Charger fans are going to come up for that game. I think you're going to have a home field advantage for the, for once. I could. I okay. really believe that. How you only got to get twenty thousand people in that thing to sell it out. I over under is forty five and a half. Going under. You're going under that. Patriots bend but don't break. Uh, you might be right. I I, I do think that the uh, I do think the Chargers will score. But this could end, this could easily be a 24-21 game, and that's your. Under. I don't I don't know that the Chargers score a lot. I mean, I think I mean see, they, I think they can get a lot of field goals. We could see a twenty-one to seventeen game. Their red zone offense is not has not been great all year. This is not just a Baltimore Ravens thing. They haven't been excellent all year. No, no, you're right. They get in the red zone, they get bogged down. Now you're you're right about that. All right, let's uh, let's move on to Sunday afternoon. Oh God. Oh Lord. The Eagles and the Saints. I was in this position last week. I wanted the Bears to win so badly. But Why? Uh, just so you can watch I, the defense. Well, I like the Bears. I like watching them this team. Yeah, this year they're, they're a lot of fun to watch. I want to watch good, fun football. Uh, the Saints I want to watch Khalil Mack just wreck people. Saints are a 7.5-point favorite Sunday, January 13th at 3.40 p.m. on Fox. Over-under is 50.5. Um... I cannot get the forty-eight to seven shellacking out of my head, and I understand Carson Wentz was playing quarterback then, a long time ago. And 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 while I do understand that that was right in the middle of the Saints, like everything was going right for him, and everything was going wrong for the Eagles. Correct. Um, I still think the Saints in the Superdome, at, even with Nick Foles on the other side. This Saints team is the best team in football. They have been. And they're, they're the most complete team. You're and, absolutely and they've right had a week that. off to rest and a week off to prep and and get a game plan ready. Yep. And I think it will show. I think they will come out and score early and often. God. Um, I'm going Saints minus 7.5. This is the first. Uh, I mean, I, look, I know you went 4-0 last week. God, we're going against each other in every game. Yeah. Yeah, we are. I didn't know um, that. I wasn't expecting that. Which the the likelihood is that I will probably be the one to go over no, four. No, that's but not true. That's not. That's absolutely not true. La- absolutely last week I went You've three done and well. one. Yeah, You've I went really well. Well, you because know. we we were the same on a lot of them last week. But you're not a ham um, sandwich even on the year, man. No, I mean I, I hadn't been bad. No, I mean you've I'm, been I'm above five hundred. Yeah. Um, but you know, look, uh, it, it, you, my you, analysis you is like, simple. You're picking at sixty percent against the spread this year, so like I I can't. It's tough to argue when I'm at like 51.8 or something. My analysis is very simple. I'm blindly following Nick Foles. I just I, – I don't know what is happening. I – the argue. so we had a mutual conversation with a mutual – I said we had a conversation with a mutual friend the other night, and he was pointing out, well, who are the people Nick Foles has beaten? Oh, he, he beat Trubisky, and he beat – Case Keenum last year, and he be, and he threw out like all these garbage quarterbacks. I'm like, he also beat Tom Brady in a game where the Patriots didn't punt. Yeah, and he put up 500. Tom Brady had more yards in NFL 
Super Bowl history and lost the game because Nick Foles yeah. is a maniac. I, I don't know. I want This is another situation where I want the Saints to win. They were my Super Bowl winner. I love Drew Brees. I want to see him go out on a high horse. I don't even know that he'd retire. I, I like Sean Payton. I think they're the better team. If there is a game where I think the team can blow the other team out, I think it's this game. I, I'm i taking the seven and a half and hoping that it's a it's a touchdown and I win money. So you're, you're all in on the Eagles. Just going. I'm just going. I also want to point out that uh, uh, our friend Sam uh, said – Westlap Pirates. Yeah. yeah. If, if you were smart, you'd put all the money you can on the Patriots because uh, every year that Belichick wins a Super Bowl, Nick loses. And when Nick wins, Belichick loses. And that's – when Nick went down the other night, I thought, eh, you might have something. This might be, might be a magical year. Yeah, but Nick didn't go down. Nick did go down. What are you talking about? Nick Saban. Oh, Alabama. Nick Saban. Oh, I know you're right. Belichick and Saban. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I thought you were talking about Nick Foles. I was like, oh, what no, are you no, not about? Big Dick Nick. No, uh, <laughs> Little Dick Nick. <laughs> All right, that is our Eagles Saints. Oh, uh, over fifty and a half. What a. Uh, I'll go over on this one. Okay, that's. I I kind of figured that. If it goes over, I'm gonna lose. But but I'll be happy. That's there you go. I'll take that. <laughs> that's my only logic. All right, that's uh, that's gonna wrap up our NFL previews uh, on the podcast. Here we are going to jump into the NFL coaching changes. All right, this is our NFL coaching changes uh, segment. It's brought to you by Tunica, Mississippi, South's premier sports gambling destination. They've got six incredible sports books. You can read about all of them at tunicatravel.com. Go check that thing out. You can find more about us over at winningcureseverything.com. Let's jump into it. There's only been a few, uh, just a, a handful of hires. Uh, the Packers hire Titans OC Matt LaFleur. Um, the 22nd best offense in the NFL, Matt LaFleur. Hey, baby. It, I, see, it, I see what you're doing there, Green Bay. Th- this is all Sean McVay. I don't have any This is all Sean McVay. they're doing. No, they they want it. Teams want anything that is close to Sean McVay right now. I don't, I don't understand I don't, it. I don't think that's smart. I don't think it is either. I don't go out and smart. find the best guy. Like Frank Reich had nothing to do with Sean McVay, and he is killing it in Indianapolis right now. Correct. So, I I just I don't understand it. Now watch watch Lafleur go out and win like eleven games next year. <laughs> that ain't but happening. I mean, you know, we've said crazy things. We we didn't think highly of McVay when he went to L.A. I don't know that I didn't think highly. I just thought he was a child. Is this not the same thing? No, this isn't the same thing. You've got one guy that's an elite athlete, but is totally uncoachable, and you just brought another guy with no experience at all at being a head coach, had five minutes of experience being an offensive coordinator. Well, play caller. He was OC under McVay. Okay. Sure but he like, was. In title only. Yeah, I know. Um, I and and that's it. Like that's going to work out well. I I can't you just believe gave, you just gave Aaron Rodgers someone who is not going to hold him accountable or be tough on him at all. Which makes you wonder if uh, if Rodgers was involved in the process. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. You got back. Oh yeah, I'll take that guy. Yeah, that guy's not going to push me around at all. Cardinals hired uh, Cliff Kingsbury. 
I can't. A little shocking, right? I, want I mean, it, I was, I was super I surprised want it, by this. I wanted Kingsbury to go to the NFL because I think he's good for the NFL. But I think he needs to learn to be. I so I. When is the last time Kingsbury was actually like involved in the NFL? When he played for the Patriots, he was backing up Tom Brady. But I mean, that's been ten years. Why? I mean, why are we giving him a head coaching speaking job in of, the NFL speaking right of which, now? Maybe. Maybe the TB12 method's pretty good. <laughs> Kingsbury was Tom Brady's backup a decade ago. Tom's still slinging it. Yeah, making the playoffs. Yeah, no, you're um, right. I, I just don't. You couldn't. You couldn't be more than an eight or nine win team in college. Now, I and think all of a it's sudden a little you're going to be different. Now, right? oh no, your caliber of talent. But I don't know. Listen, Arizona. You think they got much more talent than they had at Lubbock? No, no. But I think I think the talent discrepancy in uh, in college is so different because you, you're, you're right. just you're not going to be no. able to win if no, you don't have the horses in college. Um, and he did pretty well with what he had. I mean, you saw him this past year with a third string quarterback. Actually, I mean, it, what they ended up five and seven, but like they were competitive against really good teams. And their offense, it didn't matter who was back there at quarterback. They were like. They were still figuring stuff out. I think with Josh Rosen, with David Johnson. I'd with, like to see him do well. I like those and guys, and, and I want to see him do he's well. He's got Larry Fitzgerald for at least another year. He might not. I mean, it, we'll see what happens. So, but, you know. Here, here's, here's, my, here's my concern on this. And, and this happens in sports all the time. It happens in business, and this is where I learned it. I believe that people get promoted to a point of failure. I believe that you're good at job A, so we're going to promote you to job B. And you're good at job B, so we're going to promote you to job C. But but A and B and C are so different in jobs. You can't just keep promoting people because they're good at something. Once they're really good at it, let them be really good at it. And let them just stay there. Let him be an OC and let him wake up in the morning and worry about nothing but offense. Because I do believe he's a great offensive mind. But now he's got to worry about team meetings and, 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 and building a staff, running defenses, because you're still accountable for everything that happens on that side of the Keeping ball. Keeping professionals happy. Yes, like, well, it, it handling all the different uh, media obligations that you got to handle. If you're the OC, you don't have to do any of that crap. You show up, you go to work, and you go home. Yeah. I don't, I don't get it. But anyway, I hope it works out. I don't believe in this hire. I... I don't. I think, had it not been Arizona, I might would have felt better about it. So if he goes to Green Bay or New York, you think it's going to be better? I mean, maybe not. I, 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 don't, I don't know. I don't know, man. I don't think. Had he when been I heard an people OC, talking about him being up for head coaching jobs in the NFL, I thought it was interviews. Like I, I didn't think yes. he would actually get the job. I, I thought somebody would hire him as an OC. If he was the next Titans OC, I would have been ecstatic. I'd have been yeah. thrilled. But instead, now he's the Cardinals head coach, and you're going, like, I understand he's he's and pretty just, to look at. They just fired a guy after one season. What are you going to do if offensively you're looking better, but defensively you look like garbage and you still have the same record? I mean, you got a point. I don't know what they're going to do. But if you're Kingsbury, you can't say no. Oh, no, no, no. I mean, you take the job. That's right. It was offered to you. It was offered to you. You take the job. You go out. You uh, you try and prove it. Uh, let's move on to the Tampa Bay Bucks. 
Bruce Arians. Now, you said on here multiple times that Arians had said he that the said, only job he would come out of retirement for was the Browns job. I heard him say it with his mouth. So that makes him a liar. Yeah. I don't understand this uh, at all. And, and not from the Tampa Bay perspective. Like, this is great for Tampa Bay. Like, unless they just offered him oodles of money. I have no idea. But even still. Uh, I would not want to coach Jameis Winston. That's where I'm coming Good from. luck. Good luck. The health problems you had at Arizona, good luck. This will be what finally gives him the stroke that kills him. Yeah. I mean, this is just. And it's not just Jameis. Here's the problem. They got rid of Dirk Cutter. And as, and as much as I wasn't a huge Dirk fan, like, the GM was the problem. The GM married himself to Jameis and will not let go of Jameis. And, and I just don't get that. And he's still there. He got to keep his job. Now, I, I will say this. Uh, it's pretty common knowledge that wherever Arians goes, Todd Bowles is going to be his DC. That, oh no, no, yeah. So I, I, I would think imagine we all assume. Like I said, I think Tampa Bay is all the better for it. I'm just curious: is is Bruce going to walk in and say, "We got to get this kid out of here"? I mean, maybe. I mean, you got what twenty million wrapped up in him this year? Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, we'll see what they do in the draft, right? But, but if you, yeah. I mean, in the draft, if they if they go out and they take a quarterback kind of early, um, or they could just be waiting around. Like they could completely tank with Jameis next year, and and set themselves up for Justin yeah. Herbert or Tua, Tua or yeah. whoever. Um, so I don't know. I mean, it's it, it's an interesting predicament. I don't know why Bruce took the job. Um, I find it I find it very strange. I mean, it, you know, I, I would say he's going down to Florida. Like that's where people go to retire. Um, but he's going to Tampa. He's not that kind of guy, though. I mean, he's a football guy. He's a worker. I mean, he's a hard nose. Oh, he, he definitely tough, is tough guy. So he, you know, this is a guy that drank paint once just because he thought it'd make him tougher. Dang, that's, that's hardcore. That is hardcore. Falcons hired Dirt Cutter as their offensive coordinator. I think to, this was to a, segue into this. I think this was a good hire. Yeah, this as is much fantastic. as I like crapping on Atlanta, get, I think this is a good get hire. him away from Jameis. Uh, he did good things with the offense. No, no. Dirk Dirk was not the problem, and I think this is one of those where maybe he got promoted to a point of failure. I would love to have him as my OC. Yeah, and, and this is this is a good spot. You have a right? grown-up in the room now, too, and that's what's important because you just had a child in that room for a long time. Yeah, I mean, you, you get to coach Matt Ryan and all of the ridiculous talent that the Falcons have. They got to protect Ryan. They got to get back to running the football a little better. But They, yeah. they got well, to shore up the defense. And and I think having well, I think getting job. I think getting it's Freeman not job. well it it's the injuries right yeah. so getting some of those guys back healthy getting Freeman back at running back is going to help a lot um, yeah I mean yeah. I, I think the Falcons it's going to be pretty good let's talk about the Browns candidates to close out because uh, you are fired up about this I'm just not happy Let, but the, so I'm going to read through this list of coaches that they have interviewed already okay. Um, and and your face can say it all if you want, or you can make a sound, or you can whatever you want to do. Just just read, uh, just get go through the list. So Freddie Kitchens, like okay, uh, Greg Williams, eh, you can understand that. Uh, Kevin Stefanski, Vikings OC for the last like four games of the yeah. year. Yeah, he got four, three, four games under his belt. Okay. Yeah, and and didn't look great. Uh, Matt Eberflus, Eberflus, probably the best candidate that oh, maybe not the best. Colts defensive coordinator. Yeah, their defense has looked it has looked really good really this year. Really good. Uh, Brian Flores, Pat's linebacker coach. I can't figure that one out. Um, 
Well, because he's got ties to Belichick. That's right? a terrible excuse. I'm just saying. Dan Campbell, Saints associate head coach, and uh, what, tight end coach? coach? Yeah. I mean, if he's the assistant head coach to Sean Payton and he's learned under him for a while, then then maybe that's a pretty good resume. I mean, not maybe. That is a pretty good resume. I'd, I'll take somebody who has actually spent that much time under Sean Payton. But if he's a tight ends coach, I mean, you I don't know what some... else he does, and I don't know how good he is at building a staff and all these other things. I, I just – I'm very disappointed. This is a list that I'm not – and then the last, the uh, the only uh, former head coach here, Jim Caldwell. Oh yeah, that'll get you excited in the morning. Yeah, who, what did he, he coach the Lions and the uh, the Colts, and both of them to like losing records, yeah. right? Overall, and he wasn't terrible. I mean, he no, he went. To, he took things. the Lions he, to the playoff. He took the Colts to the. He playoffs. got the he got the Lions out of the cellar. Yeah, but couldn't get him over the hump. He's like the most boring coach on the planet, and. And it's this not team, something that excites your fan base. This team is, I mean, this is a Ferrari sitting in the garage just waiting for somebody to hop in and just give it Now, they're, they're going to interview Mike McCarthy eventually. Would you I mean, feel like right him McCarthy? on the back burner? Not, I mean, I don't know. I need to know how motivated McCarthy is because he wasn't motivated. But a lot of that could have been Rodgers was just, just unwilling to work with him. Who would you want? Bruce was the guy I wanted. And then I wanted to keep uh, Kitchens as the OC. That's what I. That's what I wanted, and I wanted Bowles as the the DC. Like that's 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 all I wanted in my life. I wanted Bruce. I wanted Bowles. I wanted Kitchens. That's a staff. What uh? All right. So so now that you can't have Arians, I can't have that. I don't know what I want now. I'm not. I don't know what I want. I, mean, I would have been very happy with Josh McDaniels, but Josh. That's not happening. Josh said I'm staying in New England. I'm not doing this again. Um, and, um, uh, I really don't know. So the college coaching names that have been floated out there, one is the most ridiculous name I've ever heard in my life. Two years of Kirby smart. And all of a sudden he's getting NFL job offers. That's the dumbest thing on earth. That guy wins because he's got immensely better talent than the other side. Yeah. That's it. That's the list. That's the only thing that makes him a good coach. Um, uh, Matt Rule's name got thrown out there. Matt Campbell's name has been floated out there, and uh, Fitzpatrick's name has been thrown out there. Uh, Fitzpatrick came out and said, uh, "Oh no, I, I don't think any of those guys are taking them." Uh, wait, no, Fitzgerald, right? Yeah, Fitzgerald. I'm sorry. Yeah, Fitzgerald yeah. from yeah Northwestern. Yeah, and and I don't think any of those guys are taking college jobs. But those, I do like that the NFL. Some I could see Matt Rule GMs taking this owners, job. I wouldn't be upset because I love him so much. I don't know anything about what he knows about the league because it's a little bit different than college. No, it is. Uh, Not but, in the Big 12 no more. But he's a tough guy. and no, he, he, He'd be the one that I'd be the happiest with. I want him to keep kitchens. And uh, I really wish that there was a way to get Todd Bowles as D.C. Well, I mean, they are, so the Bucks haven't announced Todd Bowles as DC, but, but, but him and him and Bruce have they're just like attached great, to the yeah, hip. They got good ties. They're they're boys. They go they go a long way back. All right, next week we will uh, we will get into even more changes because I would imagine within the week uh, it, it will be something more crazy will happen. I would imagine. Um, so that's going to wrap up our NFL coaching changes for the week. Uh, on the podcast, we appreciate y'all hanging around with us for a little while. Uh, come back next week. We're going to have a whole lot more stuff. We appreciate you guys for listening this entire season. We hope that you guys are winners. It's time for the rundown. 
Remember, check out winningcureseverything.com. You can give us a like on Facebook, facebook.com slash winningcureseverything. You can follow us on Twitter, at winningcures. You can follow myself, at GaryWCE. You can follow me at Chris B. Giannini, C-H-R-I-S-B-G-I-A-N-N-I-N-I. You can also email the show, that's winningcureseverything at gmail.com. And we now have a voicemail line. That number is 551-226-9899. If you want to call and bash us for talking bad about your favorite team, or praise us, or just tell us about how awesome your team is doing, leave us a voicemail. That number again is 551-226-9899, and we may toss it on the show. Thank you for supporting this show, and until next time... Have a good one, guys. Hey, don't forget, subscribe to the Winning Cures Everything podcast on iTunes and make sure you leave a review. For every 25 written five-star reviews we get on iTunes, we are donating to St. Jude's Children's Hospital and LeBonner's Children's Hospital in Memphis, Tennessee. So subscribe and review on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, and all your favorite podcast apps. Remember, the Winning Cures Everything podcast.